Hey everyone, welcome to the very first episode of Good Girls, presented by HUD App. We're your hosts, I am Michaela, And I'm Siobhan. On the Good Girls podcast, we will be tearing down societal expectations of the good girl, reminding the podcast universe that good girls are real people with valid wants, needs, and desires. This is a shame-free zone. Whether you consider yourself a good girl or a bad girl, we're all one and the same. This podcast is brought to you by the team at HUDAP, the alternative approach to commitment-free dating. On the show today, we are talking fucking on the first date. Should you do it? Should you not? And does anyone actually care? We'll be looking into some interesting theories and exposing, of course, our personal experiences. So, Let's get into it. Before we get into the theories, Siobhan, can you please give me your initial thoughts on fucking on the first date? Pro? Anti? I'm pro personally. I think people make too much of a big deal about when is the perfect first time to sleep with someone. It's like such a big thing for people like, oh, I slept with him too soon. I didn't sleep with him fast enough. I have a three date minimum. Yeah. Do you think the uh, no sex until the third date is like an archaic concept that people just aren't doing anymore? I think people are still doing it. Or if they're not, they are assuming that, well, it depends who it is that you're talking about. I think that that whole concept is a very like cinematic TV concept. I feel like, I mean, I don't know, maybe like we were just desensitized as like teenagers into like your, I guess, early 20s. Is that you know, all you see on TV, all you see in movies is that everyone, you know, you, you can't put out right away. Like it's going to send the wrong message. Like you have to go on a few dates, get to know someone. And uh, even though I feel like that was all that was shoved down our throats. People don't actually people do that. People didn't, didn't do it. People still didn't do it. I think that that's, that is actually what I'm thinking. People don't actually do it in real life, but it's all we see on social media. When you yeah. see people asking for advice, it's always... How Don't long should I wait? Him too fast. Yeah. Like, that's all the advice that they ever give. Even though that's not actually how people are getting into relationships right now. No. And and I, I also just feel like it it just doesn't matter. Like if someone was really bad in bed and you just weren't compatible in that way, wouldn't you rather know that sooner rather than later? Yeah, I feel like the issue isn't really though whether or not they want to do it or they want whether or not they want to sleep with this person. I think most of the time the girl does, <laughs> but they just aren't sure how that will make them be perceived by their partner, by their friends. Yeah. Well, that's the thing, right? Because when it comes to ladies, like any sexual escapade of any kind, like girls labeled a slut. Yeah. And uh, oh, the she's easy. The lads on the other side can just be like, yeah, he's a player and celebrated for it. And uh, of course, that means that, you know, in, a, in the average woman's mind, they're like going through this huge process of will I, won't I, should I, shouldn't I? How are people, what are people going to think of me when dudes are like, I just want to fuck. Yeah, exactly. It's like, oh, she was so easy. She let me hit on the first night. Well, you did too. Yeah. You did too. Look, this leads us perfectly into our first theory. So the first theory that we really wanted to talk about today is the box theory. And like, look, this might not be hella academic. Like Siobhan and I, massive TikTok addicts. We get it. It's a problem. Please never look at our screen time on our phones because it will be embarrassing and I might cry. But there's this TikToker, Tinks. 
If you haven't heard of her, go and look her up. But she has this theory called the box theory. And the box theory is essentially that when a man first meets a woman, he immediately puts her into one of three boxes. Either he wants to date her, he wants to sleep with her, or he wants nothing to do with her. And the whole big thing around this theory is that it is very difficult for a woman to move between those boxes, regardless of what she does. And um, Tinks has this great kind of analogy or situation that she puts on it where she's like, you know, a girl could literally vomit on that guy's shoes in like the middle of the club. If he's already decided that he wants to sleep with her, he's still going to do it. Yeah. If he wants to date a girl and she sleeps with him on the first date, he won't give a fuck because he wanted to date her anyway. Exactly. But if he wanted to just sleep with you and that's it, obviously then after you sleep with him on that first date, that's it for him because he got what he wanted. Yeah. And I think that that's the real key thing where it's like, oh, I want to I wanna date this person, but I want to wait because I'll scare him off if I sleep with him too fast. If he wants to date you, that shouldn't scare him exactly. off. Exactly. And on the other side of that, if he just wants to sleep with you, it literally doesn't matter if you sleep with him tonight, tomorrow night, three weeks from now. If all he wants is to sleep with you, that's all it's going to be. Yeah. So I think the moral of the story is just sleep with them. Yeah. I mean, if you want to, what's... So like, if you want to and you're prepared for whatever outcome that might have, like, if that ends up just being a mutual, like, you both just wanted a fuck great hopefully for you that was a great experience that's a bit touch and go on its own but like hopefully that was a great experience and the only thing that you need to be able to prepare for is that this man might want nothing to do with you apart from that and obviously that's not a super fun feeling if you're invested in taking the relationship further than just fucking on the first night but I also feel like you should probably be able to get like a decent understanding or clue as to what the vibes are going to be like and if it's going to be anything more but yeah and if it's not then you've saved yourself some time yeah and hopefully you got a good layout of it at the same time and you're not wasting time on someone who is looking for something so fruitless from you like just save your energy and don't waste it on shitty people who don't want to give you the same energy that you're giving them yeah Exactly. And look, sex is fun and pleasurable. And I mean, hopefully. And at the end of the day, like, there's nothing wrong with a little bit, a little bit of fun time, right? Yeah. Like, that's all I want is a fun time right now. <laughs> I'm here for a fun time. I'm here for a good time, not a long time. Um, see, I'm the toxic one. I'm the one that <laughs> is using this box theory. As soon as I meet you, I either want to sleep with you or have nothing to do with you. The date isn't even on the table. Yeah, it's not even an option it's at the this two point. box theory. <laughs> But I think it's really interesting. And I think, like, it does give me big um, how to lose a guy in 10 days vibes. Yeah. The the theory really, like, the date one is giving me Ben vibes from yeah. how to lose a guy in 10 days. Yeah. Like, if there was no ulterior motive and he just wanted to date her, that's that's a great explanation. Like, he would just put up with all the crazy yeah. because he wanted, to, wanted this woman in his life and it wasn't just for LA. And even then, I think he was falling in love with her. Yeah. Like, I think... As much as it was about the, like, article or whatever he was writing, he kind of did just want to date her. Yeah. So it was, like, a little bit of both. You know, there was, like, obviously other motivations, but I feel like (laughs) Ben is a good um, example of this. If they want to date you, they'll put up with anything. Yeah, exactly. And I think, like, as much as this theory is super interesting and, like, what I would give to be inside the mind of a man just for a small period of time so I could figure out how their little monkey brains think, which I just think would be great research. It's also 
like dating and how you start dating at the moment to me is very hookup based. Like I not like so many people in my life, they're dating their significant other based on hooking up with them the first time they met. Like either the interaction was originally supposed to just be a one night thing or they met on a night out and went home together and then after that realized that they actually liked each other as people and decided to date from there. Like I feel like modern dating is very much like hookup is the foundation. Yeah, you're setting yourself up to know that at least the intimate part will be great Yeah, from that first meeting. Exactly. And it's not to say, like, none of this is to say that sex is the be all and end all of a relationship. No. It's not. And obviously, the longer that you're with someone, the more you sleep with them, they get to know what you like, you get to know what they like, and the sex gets better and better and better. But there are also kind of fundamental elements of that, that if you are just not compatible and there's no way of, like, teaching like you, you just feel like this person is not teachable, then uh, that's going to be an issue whether or not you want to acknowledge it or not from the get-go. Yeah, and for me, I saw this tweet from Dana Donnelly and she basically was saying like, I sleep with people on the first date because I want to know if they would be weird about it. I don't know the f- proper quote, but it's something along the lines of like, I sleep with guys on the first date just to make sure that they're not these fucking weirdos that have a problem with that. Yeah. Because I personally couldn't date someone that has a problem with girls sleeping with guys on a first date. Yeah, like if you did that and then like the next day or whatever, the guy was like, oh, it was kind of fucking gross that, you know, like that you want a date and like I just thought it was a a one night stand. And like, why would you sleep with me on the first night if you actually wanted to date me? Like if that's the interaction that comes after that experience, red flag, babes, run. I'm, I'm gone. For me personally, I am like, well, might as well just see if they're if they're one of those freaks. <laughs> like, might as well just make sure that they don't have some antiquated idea about female sexuality. Because I think that this kind of question really is the number one for these tiny dicked dudes who are like, oh, girls these days are so easy, rah, 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 rah. It's like, yeah, so are you. So what? Like, why are you making me feel bad for wanting to do something fun that you also wanted to do? This is a at least minimum two person activity. Yeah, <laughs> literally. Oh, so you wanna you wanna have one night stands and stuff, but you don't want to do it with women you want to marry. You don't want to do it with girls that you want to date. I have so many feelings about this. This is big, like Madonna whore complex. Literally, shit right here, like. Men want this perfect, virginal, pure human being, but also you've got to have experience. You've got to know what you're doing. You've got to like, give me what I need. Like those are two very conflicting ideas, babes. What What are you expecting me to do with that? So you want me to be like an expert in the sheets, but you don't want me to have slept with anyone else before then? So I've ended up on that side of TikTok where it's got guys with a podcast, of course, <sighs> of course, saying some horrible shit about women. And then I hear the cackle and I'm oh. like, thank God. Thank God. Crisis averted. Crisis averted. I have not ended up on the dark side. <laughs> um, but a common kind of theory that I've been seeing circulate these kind of alpha male types is the uh door that unlocks to any key that's a bad lock but a key that opens any door that's a master key gross vomit and i'm like first of all we're comparing women to locks yeah awesome. okay perfect like Great. amazing women are just another object yeah of cool, course cool, cool. secondly i saw this video and the guy was like do you know how hard it is to make a lock <laughs> do you know how hard that is it takes 
expertise, craftsmanship. Do you know how easy it is to duplicate a key? <laughs> oh, yes. Very easy to duplicate a key. Um, but yeah, like this idea that guys can kind of sleep with whoever they want, but girls can't is only, you know, enlarged when you're dating someone or you marry someone. Yeah, exactly. Because like going back to this whole Madonna whore complex thing, like classic Sigmund Freud, what a fucking dick, but that's for another conversation. But the whole concept is around the fact that men that that have this Madonna whore complex, this is not to say that everyone feels this way and this is like a blanket thing. And it's also like the genders involved don't really apply anymore. Like, let's be real. But for argument's sake, you know, a man will be dating someone and, you know, in this whole complex is, is built in this Christianity element because, you know, no sex before marriage. And so before you get married, you're pure, you're virginal, you're, you know, this delightful little creature. And then you get married and all of a sudden you're allowed to have sex. But there's still this view of this woman in the mind of this man that she's still this pure pure innocent little lady that he can't even see her as a woman with sexual desires and uh, like it kind of ties in very closely to the box theory where in the situation men struggle to flick back and forward between the madonna and the whore and uh, you know this is it's super common in marriage and it's super common around childbirth because obviously you know I mean, childbirth is a beautiful thing. It is, um, in reality, gross and painful and a horrific experience, but it does create a beautiful thing. And while a woman is pregnant and she's growing a little baby, like that is pure and that is just a bundle of joy. And then after the baby's born, she's then supposed to be able to go back to being a woman with desires. Obviously, her hormones are going fucking crazy because she's just given birth, but her husband or whoever is still seeing her as this life bringer that is so untouchable because of this like very beautiful thing that she's just done. And I mean, like I'm 100% rambling through all of this, but like at the end of the day, it just goes back to, you know, men are going to see women however they're going to see her, whether it's via the box theory, whether it's Madonna or whore, you know, there's really kind of no winning in this situation for a woman. But I think that that's the key takeaway here. Women just can't win. There's just no winning. So just fuck. Yeah. All I think is that all these theories, all the way that people are, you know, communicating these same things, which, you know, in reality are the same things packaged in a slightly different way. Just the conclusion is always men are going to see you however they want to see you. So... Why not get what you want out of it? Yeah, exactly. Because there's no shame if you just want to just want to have a fuck. If you think the date's going really well, you're really into this person and you genuinely just want to sleep with them, just sleep with them. Yeah, that's the key takeaway. Everyone, fuck. <laughs> that's, that's what we're saying. If you want to, obviously. And, you know, enthusiastic consent yes. from both parties of adults, then what's the issue? Exactly. We're taking a quick break so you can learn more about our sponsor, HUDAPP. HUDAPP is a dating app with the sole mission of helping you get your rocks off with people who like to do it how you do. Say goodbye to swiping and hello to endless scrolling. Scroll through all your potential hookups and send a message request to the bang of your dreams. The good girls are all about being honest, open and fucking kinky. So using My Bedroom, you can add what you like, receiving or giving between the sheets and find your perfect match today. Download HUDAPP from the App Store. So we've talked a lot about how 
men see women in this situation, how men see women in dating and sex in general through the box theory and through the Madonna whore complex. But I think sadly the reality of some of the concerns from women around being worried about being easy or being perceived as a slut actually come from judgment from other women. Yeah. I think, I mean, do you feel like you've ever been judged by another woman about the various sex related things that you've done? Yeah. I think everyone does. And like not saying that in a way where it's like, what, 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 what could be expected besides being judged? I, that's not what I'm saying, but I'm like more so saying, I think it's easy to get in your head about thinking about what other people think about you. Regardless of whether or not you, whether or not that person is actually thinking that. Like you've just convinced yourself that people are going to think about you like that. Yeah. And I definitely think that that comes from a place of knowing that people do think that way. Yeah. I think that is what comes from um, just like societal expectations and societal norms that we've had no choice but to learn and to act, you know, within. But I mean, I don't know if this is just a reflection of like my friend group and the people close to me, but, you know, we are very much in support of one another and would never shame each other for anything sex related. But I think part of that is definitely a generational thing. Like, I mean, I love my mother dearly and we're, we have a great relationship. This is not to say that we don't, but there have been moments where, especially throughout like my adolescence and like in like the later years of high school, where I have felt a little judged by my mom or by like my mom's friends or like that age group, that generation obviously views sex in a very different way than we do. And I think part of that comes from our generation and the generation below us being so forthcoming with anything related to sex and sexuality and gender. Like we've just turned this whole new leaf that the older generations didn't have the opportunity to. And now we're left with having potentially like acceptance from the people around us in terms of our friends or, you know, the people that are in our own age group without having the same level of support from older generations. Yeah. Ironically though, my mum is like the opposite. She is so interested in my sex life, but I'm, I'm not interested in sharing it. (laughs) She just wants the goss. She does want the goss. And she, she always said to me, this really relates to what we're talking about today. She'd always say like, you wouldn't buy a car without going for a test drive. Bless her. I think she said that to me when I was like 16 years old. (laughs) Look, legal. Legal, but I was not sexually active. No. But I appreciated the, you know. The lack of slut shaming that was coming from your mother. I appreciate that. My mum is an advocate, clearly, for (laughs) fucking on the first date. Clearly. Oh, yeah, Michelle, we appreciate that. Yeah, she's she's an advocate for it. Um, But yeah, I know what you mean with this older generation. I remember when I worked in hospo, I had this like lady that we worked with who worked in the kitchen at the restaurant I worked at. And at the time I was like, obviously, you know, I was a virgin back Back when I was working there. And she like spread this rumor that I was like sleeping with all these kitchen staff. Like she was telling people that I was. And I said to her, like, I'm a virgin. Like I have not slept with anyone. And she said, you just look like you'd get around. Ouch. And I was like... (laughs) But also, like, is that a compliment? No, I <laughs> thought the same thing. I was like, thank you? No, well, obviously not to her. I said, didn't say thank mm. you. I went, that's, like, fucked up. <laughs> we don't treat other women like that. Yeah, I am also, like, 10 years younger than you. Like, that's yeah. just weird to be really interested in my sex life. Like, yeah, it's like just way weird, too invested. It's, like, a weird thing to be in, interested in. But my initial reaction was, like, 
that's like none of your business. Yeah. My, you know, with my girlies reaction was, I am hot like it is a fair assumption. Yeah, thanks. But also not with these, not with these fucking bus boys. No, <laughs> like that's not happening. Um, But yeah, I think that those kind of experiences makes me think that telling my friends they'd judge me, but I know that they wouldn't. They don't give a fuck what I do so long as I'm doing it safely and having fun and I'm enjoying myself. But there's still that little bit of built-in fear of judgment. I think my fear of judgment comes from, like, who I sleep with, though. Yeah, it's that epitome of that. Um, He's cuter in real life, I promise. Yeah, but he never is. He never is. And, yeah, so my fear isn't really actually about having sex. It's, like, who I'm doing it with. I mean, I think that's valid. I think my friends are actually way more um, supportive about me having sex than I am. (laughs) (laughs) They're almost too invested and and too encouraging. Yeah. And you're like, hey, team, I love the support. Let's pump the brakes. Yeah. Let's pump the brakes. (laughs) Um, Because I don't even know if I want to sleep with this person yet. But but either way, I'm glad I've got the support. I appreciate the fact that if I do... I'm I'm going to have a round of applause yeah. when I get picked up at 1.30 a.m. <clears throat> or when I literally don't come home yeah. and walk in the front door at 9 o'clock the next morning. Yeah, when I catch a 6 a.m. Uber with, like, some man telling me that the day's been really quiet. And I'm like, well, it is 6 a.m. <laughs> Please don't ask me how my night was because I you're not ready for that conversation. I'm not ready for that conversation. I wouldn't even know what to say to you. I would not know what to say to you. But yeah, I I think that a lot of that fear that we have of judgment comes from probably small moments in your life of yeah. people being judgmental or saying something to you. And not even necessarily saying something to you, saying something about somebody else. Oh, yeah. Like that's a big one. Oh, yeah. Or just like the general vibe of, I think also because I'm in the age where we're out of high school now, obviously, but like there's still a little bit of that like clickiness and stuff like that and it's easy to kind of fear how you were back then like because I think back and I was not great about this kind of stuff like sex scared me for a really long time so I thought people who did it were like crazy I was like how could you just sleep with all these different people it's supposed to mean something because ironically enough mum was like you need to test drive the car but also was like your body is a temple like don't let anyone uh, disrespect you don't don't just give it away to like someone you should love them even though I'm like no you don't hold on hold on these are these are two uh conflicting Mm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um so that really scared me for a long time so I was not a great advocate for like sexual freedom yeah like it was very scary to me back then so I think that also plays into my fear where I'm like oh shit like people probably think how I did yeah but they don't because we're all in a digital age where we're all on TikTok, we're all on social media. Like we know that it's not as special as everyone cracks it out to be. Yeah. And I also think that like feeds into an unhealthy relationship with sex. I mean, at the end of the day, it's it's a physical action that is designed to make you feel good. And it is, you know, in the hierarchy of needs, it's, I mean, obviously not for for some that have no interest or desire in sex whatsoever. But if you do, like, it's a part of life. It's a part of the literal circle of life. And uh, there isn't anything negative, like inherently negative about the experience. No. But the way that people talk about it, the way that people talk about others. And I feel like in this day and age, because of 
the kind of movement towards sex positivity and, and sexual freedom and there not being as much bias and judgment on the individual, there is still so much shit talking about other people and about their actions. And even if you're not being spoken to negatively about your experiences and the things that you're doing, you're still hearing other people be catty or bitchy or whatever about people you know, outside of the situation. Yeah. Not necessarily hearing people talk shit about you, but other people is enough to like instill that kind of fear. It's enough to remind you that maybe if you do those things, you're going to be the person being talked about. And I think it's also, you know, I'm a big Taylor Swift fan. Michaela knows this. Um, And like, even just if you look at how female celebrities are talked about when they're like, they date a lot, let alone sleeping with people. Yeah. Yeah, just dating. Just dating. Like, it's enough to be like, that is this idea of me being sexually liberated is not a universally accepted no. concept. There are a lot of people who are still against and will still try and judge you for it. Yeah. Exactly. So it's again, women can't win. <laughs> they can't fucking win. But I think that that's where this all circles back into just like making personal choices based on what you want to do and how you want to live and trying your best to put the judgments or the opinions of others to one side. Because at the end of the day, like, how is it really going to affect your life? And if people are judging you or making you feel bad for the things that you want to do, those are clearly people that shouldn't be in your life. Yeah. And that's obviously like a simplistic way of looking yeah. at that. Um <clears throat> Because it's a lot, it's hard to actually push people's opinions out. Like the constant fear of how I'm perceived is... Don't perceive me. Don't fucking perceive me. I'm imperceivable. (laughs) At this point, I just lie for no reason so that I'm so confusing that people have no idea what's true and what's not. I love that. Because the fear of like every time we come home from a night out, I'm like, oh my God, what do these people think about me? Just so exhausting. What did you think when you first met me? Like, what was your opinion on me? Ooh. And I, it's just a horrible place to be, but so many of us are there. Like, oh, yeah. just anxiety things. <laughs> just fun, fresh anxiety things. Yeah. At the end of the day, people are going to think whatever they're going to think. There's nothing that you can do to control that. And if you are trying to do things to control that, you're probably going against what you actually want to do. So the key takeaways of this is do what you want. Women can't win. So do what you want. Yeah, absolutely. That's the end of the, the end of the podcast. <laughs> Bye, guys. No, she's kidding. She's kidding. We've got other things to talk about. We do have other things to talk about. <clears throat> and, and something that I want to talk about is, like, obviously throughout this whole podcast so far, we've talked about this topic in a very hetero sense. We've, yeah. We're talking man and woman. And um, I'm not sure if I've, I've made this clear so far in this, in this episode, but men are not for me. No. And I want to say never have been, but that's a lie. Um, I was a stupid child once. And I say child, I mean teenager. Again, consenting age. I also did not know this, I don't think. Yeah. I have slept with two men in my life. Um, I had to do it the second time just to be sure. Yeah. It's, um, it was like, I I wish you guys could see the way that Siobhan is looking at me right now because this is brand new information for her. Yeah, I had no idea. (coughs) No idea. Yeah. Um, both guys that I had known for a really long time that I had gone to school with, but wasn't at school with when it happened. Um, and definitely uh, solidified that it wasn't just whichever individual man I was sleeping with at the time. It was just men in general. Yeah. Um, which was a great learning experience um, and something I'm willing to never repeat uh, because that's just, that's simply not necessary. But I think 
what's interesting is looking at at this whole concept of sex on the first date from a queer perspective because and obviously like I can only speak about this from like a woman loving woman perspective because I know that male gay relationships have very different you know perceptions and society and and those experiences are really different and things that I really just genuinely couldn't comment on but from like a woman loving woman perspective there are a huge amount of tropes when it comes to lesbians huge amount of stereotypes and I personally love them yeah I love them I'm on my way with my u-haul yeah I think it's great I think I think where is the negativity in forming genuine deep connections quickly that's a great question how is that a negative I think it's also funny because it's so negatively like viewed but it's exactly what heterosexual women want yeah 100% and like it's interesting because that could be where it comes from it's like a jealousy that in women loving women relationships it is so easy yeah because I think it's also like a different perception of time and that sounds really philosophical and, and like a very large statement to make, but it's really not that complicated. It's just to say that in women-loving women relationships or just interactions in general, if there is some kind of romantic interaction, whether you're just hanging out or you're going on a first date or like you're going for literally just to hook up with someone, you've met someone out and about, whatever, because you have a built-in inherent understanding of that other person, that's what allows relationships to build so quickly. Because there isn't this like attempt at understanding how each other's brains work. Because obviously um, romance and relationships and particularly sex, it's just as much of a mental thing as it is a physical thing. Yeah, definitely. But at the same time, like obviously there are these these tropes and these stereotypes of lesbians going on like six hour long dates or like they're coming back from a date three days later because they've just been so infatuated by this person. And like that's real. Like as much as it's a stereotype, that's a, like obviously it, it is exaggerated for dramatic effect, but it is very real. You you bond with someone so easily because there is this inherent understanding of this person, and you want to spend all your time with them. I personally think the reason that straight relationships take kind of so long to build and so long to to develop like genuine feelings is because you maybe are seeing that person once a week or twice a week at the start of a relationship. Like you're hanging out maybe on a weekend and maybe one other night a week or whatever. Whereas because building relationships is so easy in queer relationships and queer interactions, you want to spend all of your time with them and you're actively choosing to spend all of your time with them because there's no worry about whether I'm going to look clingy or whether I'm this is too much for that person because everything is communicated. And uh, so obviously like, a relationship between a man and a woman you might take I don't know six weeks before you're in a position that's even that's too short like I don't know three months before you're like I'm actually dating this person this person is is my significant other because you're only seeing them once a week or whatever whereas in queer relationships you might spend you know four days with them that week and you're like in a full-blown committed relationship in two weeks and there, I think that's a beautiful thing. I think people give us a lot of shit for it, but I think it's actually a beautiful thing. And for me, that like ties in so easily to to sex on the first date. I, I think every queer woman that I know that's dating someone, they're dating them because they hooked up with them. And then they just decided to date because they spent a whole bunch of time together in that one moment. They had that six hour long date. They probably had sex three times during that six hour long date. And now they're in love. And like, why is that a bad thing? It is beautiful. It kind of um, gives me that 
the vibe of like when people come off Love Island or something and they're like, you just don't understand. Love Island and stuff are like essentially microcosms of the real world, but heightened. That is what a queer date is like. Yeah, Yeah, you're spending literally 24-7 with this person. You're going to fall in love with them. It's not that deep. It's not that complicated. And I think that there's nothing wrong with going so fast in a relationship if it feels right. And I don't think that um, that's to say every queer woman will go on one date and then that's it. She's done. But like when it feels right, it feels right. And I feel like for a lot of heterosexual relationships, it feels right for both parties. But obviously neither of us are men, so we can't really (laughs) speak on their mindset. But I think that there's a lot of other things that come into play with men. Toxic masculinity, like not wanting to seem too attached too early because their mates will give them like a hard time about it like there's a lot of other we're not saying that all men are shit and all men actually want to just date not all men not all men not all men but like a fuck ton of them a fuck ton of them but um there are a lot of other reasons why men get scared of this kind of stuff but women just don't really have that problem so when it's two women it's like oh cool yeah perfect we're done yeah, we, we've we've got it sorted. Sweet, hey, we're done. This. And because that's the thing, right? Like with in like you might go on one date in a in a hetero relationship. You'll go on one date. You decide to have sex with them, or you don't. That part of the story is irrelevant. But you then are you know dealing with that. Oh, how long do I wait to text them? How long do I wait to call them? How do I? How long do I wait until I set up the next date? And there's all of these expectations and all of these ways that you've been taught to start a relationship through the media through I don't know hearing stories about your parents or like older people that you know or even people your age like there's all of these different things that come into play that are sitting so separately from the the feelings that these people are having yeah that that is what delays the process that is what creates in my in my opinion that's what creates the confusion and the not knowing how to act with one another is because a there's no vulnerability there's no letting yourself feel the things that you're feeling because of your understanding of oh this is too soon this is too much too soon and b then you know, not only are you dealing with that need for vulnerability and and need for communication, you're also then dealing with trying to understand this other person with no other information, trying to get in their train of thought and being confronted with the expectations of society and how this process should go. But that's the beauty of, of queer relationships is that you've got the communication, you've got the innate understanding of one another, and there's no real expectation like the things that have been that straight people have created for themselves aren't relevant in these scenarios. And so everyone is fucking on the first date. Yeah. Everyone is. And there is absolutely no shame about it. And I think that's the difference is that, you know, we were talking about women judging women. And like in this scenario, everyone is a woman. Yeah. And no one is judging. And it's beautiful. And I just wish that hetero couples and straight people could just take a leaf out of our book. Yeah, I have a friend who went on a date with this guy and like a week later they were dating. Beautiful. And everyone was like, that is so fast. That is like crazy. That's like insane. And I was like, well, how long is a normal amount of time? Yeah. To, What's the acceptable length? Yeah. What is the routine length of time before you're dating someone? And they were like, like three months, six months. I was like, that seems like a, a really long time. Yeah. That courting process is lasting longer than their relationships. Wow. That is that is a takeaway there. Like you're spending so much time 
being like, what are we? What are we doing? That like you've just wasted half your relationship. I know so many people who I'm like, oh, when did you guys get together? And then they tell me, oh, we got together last November. And I'll talk to someone else and they're like, well, they didn't start properly dating until March. Yeah. I'm like, what are, What were you up to during that time? So you're just saying November because that's when you first started talking, but you weren't actually dating then. Yeah. Who knows what the fuck both of you were doing? But now that you're together, you're like, oh shit, we've actually been hanging out for ages. Yeah. Like for a really long time. If it's taken you four months to realize that. Yeah. That you want to be in a committed relationship. Yeah. If it's taken you four months to be like, oh shit, I spent a lot of time with this person. <laughs> Maybe we should like be boyfriend girlfriend yeah that that seems like a problem like you've wasted four months of your relationship you're doing god knows what because if you're not dating to me you're dating other people yeah I think the same I think if you're not in a committed relationship and you're just dating you should be able to date as many people as you want and just do whatever you want I actually think that is way more time sensitive (laughs) you're being efficient you're being efficient and I see a lot of people on again oh this is a TikTok sponsored yeah this broadcast this whole podcast is just plugs for TikTok yeah I saw on TikTok people were like girls like giving advice being like oh you should be dating minimum five people at once not sleeping with necessarily but like dating yeah five people at once and all the guys in the comments this is why girls uh shit because we give all of our energy to them and they split it by five. We didn't ask for all your energy, babes. And if we did, we would be in a committed relationship. Yeah. You're giving me like 2% of your energy. Yeah. And that 2% is between 11 and 2 a.m. Yeah. Like that's not all your energy. No. Your sporadic texts every fucking five days is not all your energy. <laughs> you are simply wrong. You're simply not giving me all your energy. So why wouldn't I see if there was someone who A, is more compatible with me, B, more willing to give me their time? Yeah. So yeah, date multiple people. This The crux of this is that date whoever you want, <laughs> fuck whoever you want, live your best life yeah. because people are going to judge you regardless. So do what you want. Exactly. There's no point in accepting the judgment if you're just going to be unhappy. Yeah, like you're already judged. You might as well do something worthy of judging. Yeah, absolutely. Why not? You've only got one life. Love it. Okay, so we have explored this topic through a couple of theories, through our own experiences, trying to look at it from as many different angles as possible. And I think what we're all learning here today is that people are going to judge you people whether that's the partners that you're being with whether that's with friends or family or complete strangers people are going to have opinions and people are going to judge you but the important thing is how you feel and acting in a way that makes you happy because it's not just about oh I support sex positivity. I support sexual freedom. So I'm always going to fuck on the first date. That's going to be the thing that I do. That's not always going to be the case. You're not always going to feel like you want to. You're not. The The spark isn't necessarily going to be there. Like it's, it's, this situation isn't a one or another. It's about taking each individual scenario under a microscope and understanding your own wants and desires in those moments. Yeah, and your feelings about everything else that happens in the background of these situations yeah yeah the 
the crux of this whole thing is just do what you want because people are going to be judgmental. They're going to be horrible. You're always going to meet people like that, but you only have your one life to live. Only concern yourself with what makes you happy. Exactly. Exactly. Because at the end of the day, uh, do you want to look back at these times, these moments in your life and are you going to be happy with the memories that you have? Are you going to feel like you made the right decisions for you because at the end of the day you is the only person that you have and the only person that you should be making happy yeah and so if you do fuck on the first date which we clearly are vocal advocates for um do so in a way that benefits you yeah like tell people what you like be vocal in the bedroom because if this is all shit if it all turns out shit and they never see you again make sure you had a good time yeah, exactly. If <laughs> if this person that you're sleeping with turns out to be an absolute piece of shit, then uh, at least you want to be able to look back and be like, I had a fucking good time. Yeah. And that's all that matters. When I'm on my deathbed, I want to look back and be like, fuck, I had a good time. You want to be that grandma that's like, I've got some stories for you. I want to be that grandma that's like, you wouldn't buy a car you've never test driven, <laughs> would you? <laughs> <laughs> Exactly, exactly. And I think I think the communication element there is really important because I think that especially sleeping with someone for the first time, regardless of whether or not it's your first time or just the first time with this person, you don't necessarily know how that interaction is going to go. You don't know about the other person's needs about what they're interested in, how they want that interaction to go. And you can't control that, but you can control what you want and what you want to experience. And the only thing standing in your way from having a great experience is communicating those needs with your partner or partners. Yeah. And if they don't listen to them, answers the question for you, not for you. Exactly. That That is such a good point. It's depending on how they handle that interaction will give you a very clear understanding of is this person someone that you want to spend extended periods of time with? Is this a person that is respecting your needs and your desires in a way that makes you comfortable to move forward into a relationship if that's how it pans out? Yeah, The last thing you want is to like decide that you're going to date this person and then realize that, you know, they are doing nothing to serve your needs they're selfish or they're not present yeah whatever it is that is not really your vibe yeah and so having that making sure that you get what you want if you're fucking on the first date not only ensures that you're having a good experience if it only turns out to be that one experience but it also gives you such a a good insight into what a relationship an ongoing relationship with this person could look like There's no real downsides. As long, A, we will continue to repeat it as long as everyone involved are consenting, enthusiastic adults. Yeah. There's no issue. And another, just to reconfirm, is that sex doesn't make a relationship whole or make a person whole if that is not what you're interested in in your life in this moment. That is perfectly fine. And we're not saying you need to be desiring sex if you're not. Yeah. But if you are a person that has sexual needs and they're not being fulfilled in the way that you want them to be, there's nothing wrong with going out there and finding people who give you what you want, how you want it. Exactly. Exactly. And, you know, as as one last note on that, um, 
you are allowed to withdraw your consent at any point. If you have first date nerves and you feel like you have to perform for this person, if you find yourself disinterested or no longer wanting to engage, you're allowed to, to put a stop to it and you should. They're just because you don't necessarily know this person or you're not super comfortable with them doesn't mean that you should put yourself through something that you're not enjoying. Exactly. Consent, consent, consent. Reconfirming consent is a, is a great thing and it is a very sexy thing to do if done right. Yeah. Checking in on your partner, making sure that they're still interested and that they're still having a good time. There's so many hot ways that you can do that. And even if it's done wrong, I think that they'll still appreciate it a lot. And if anything, it'll be... It'll definitely be like a pro in your column. Yeah. Even if you do it in the most awkward, horrendous <laughs> way possible, she will or he, anyone will remember that you at least tried. Yeah. That's that's what we all need to do. We just need to try. God loves a trial. Yeah. <laughs> just try. And that about wraps up, I guess, every point that we kind of wanted to cover on this topic. I think you guys should have a pretty clear understanding of, of our thoughts and feelings around this. If you have thoughts and feelings, you can always uh, reach out to us on Instagram. It is goodgirls underscore podcast. I'm trying to look to Siobhan for confirmation. I believe of that, that is correct. Thank you for the confirmation on that one. Um, we would love to hear your thoughts and feelings on this topic and um, get some get some conversation going because it's an important one. And people still have a lot of misconceptions and like negative views of fucking on the first date. And we shouldn't. Everyone should be just having a good time. Have fun. And if you have any questions, any topics you want us to cover, also head over to the Instagram and yeah, let us know. Let us know. Last but not least, we want to take a quick second to say thank you to the team at HotApp for making this podcast possible. Couldn't do it without you. Uh, next week, we are talking Good Girls Had Animated Sexual Awakenings. And we had a lot. So many. So many. So oh. many. And we want to hear your animated sexual awakenings because we know that you had them don't try and hide it we know some of those some disney pixar making some of those characters sexy just a little too sexy to be honest but it did teach us a lot it taught us a lot about biology about matters of the heart <laughs> so just stay tuned for next week's episode it should be a fun one thanks everyone for listening and we will catch you next week on good girls presented by hud app